Am I Reister or am I wrong? And of course, I'm joined by my main man, Ralph Amsden. We got a bunch of great things up for you, including, first off, some social media things that we absolutely love. Um, Mitt Romney, his stimulus plan may be the best plan yet. The My Pillow guy, Mike Lindell, he bought airtime on OANN and for his documentation about election fraud, but that's not what makes this interesting. It's a disclaimer that makes it interesting. Uh, celebrity fights are back and we would rather watch MTV's celebrity death match. Chrissy Teigen is one of the best follows on social media and she trended over a $13,000 bottle of wine and our Super Bowl predictions. Am I right, sir? Am I wrong? Is the intersection where sports, business, society, pop culture meet the truth? Absolute fire. Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only here. Check your feelings at the door. No BS is allowed because we keep it 100. Make sure that you leave a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts. Even though Ralph will tell you, leave a five-star and then go, go, go ahead. Tell the, tell the, tell the people, Ralph, like you tell them on the Pac-12 Apostles podcast. I personally think that if you feel like there's something that we can improve, you got to let us know. You got to grade us accordingly. Unfortunately, the star system, uh, it you know, if, if there's room for improvement, you, you have to go all the way down to four stars. You can't be like four and a half. You can't give us an A minus grade. It's got to be a B minus. Um, but I say if there's something you want us to improve, leave the four star review. Give us the opportunity to improve it, and then you come back. You do us the solid of bumping it up and 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 updating your review. I think that that is good uh, community engagement uh, for for the audience. You think that that's ridiculous, and uh, I don't care what you think. Oh, okay, Ralph. All right. So um, the thing today is so when we're putting together this whole production and all this. Oh, and you guys make sure that you subscribe, like tell a friend about it, all those sorts of things as well and share. Um, when we were putting this together for some reason, Ralph is closer to the screen than he normally is. And I was like, Ralph, your head looks enormous today. So, and, and he was like, I, I have a story about that. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, th thank you. I guess it, um, we just got our carpets clean. So some furniture moved around, I promise I have a normal human head. <laughs> Jerry Maguire, human head weighs eight pounds. I'm eight pounds, right? I think my wife actually asked if uh, she doesn't believe that my head is uh, the average human size. She, she asked if I'd be willing to lay on the bathroom floor and just put my head on the scale. And uh, I'm hesitant to do that, but I did want to share a story. So my oldest son, when he was born, he was uh, he was a pretty normal sized kid, like seven pounds eight ounces or whatever, and then he just started putting on weight, and uh, a lot of it was in his head. His head just kept getting bigger, and it was to the <laughs> point where our pediatrician actually sent him away for tests because his head was growing so fast. Wait, it went are, from the, are, are we talking like Jason Kidd's son hit head big? We're talking like uh, Pinky in the Brain size head on that small little mouse. Like it yeah. was just, it, it was getting bigger and bigger. And it, it, he went from the 50th percentile in everything to two months later, 50th percentile in everything, but 99th in his head. 
So it was just, it was growing real fast. Right. So the yeah. pediatrician was like, all right, we need to send you to get some tests. We just want to see if like, if there's anything abnormal about this or if it's just growing quickly. So my wife took him in, he got some ultrasounds. They checked to see if he had water on his brain, anything like that. Super scary stuff for first time parents. Right. But they came back and said like, no, he's, he just has a big head. So we brought him back to the pediatrician that sent us away for the test. And we said, Hey, we just wanted to let you know, we got all those tests done. They said, he's perfectly fine. His head's just growing quickly. And she looks at my son, who was probably like four <laughs> months at the time. And she looks at me and she goes, huh, guess it's just genetic. That's it. <laughs> like completely nonchalant. And I, I don't like. And you wanted I was, to punch her in the face like, really? No, it like, it like, my, I felt like my, I, I, what is that? Astral projection where yeah. your soul like leaves your body for a second. That's what I felt. It hit me so hard. I felt my soul go out the back of me and then suck right back in. Like I was just. I've I've never been hit that hard before by a respected professional over something that may or may not be true. Yeah, (laughs) that's absolutely funny, dude. That is hilarious. Would you lay on the Would you lay on the bathroom floor to weigh your own head for your for your wife? For for her personal enjoyment, yeah, I w- I would, I would. I'm self-deprecating <laughs> enough in the way that I can deal with whatever the results are. I can be okay. With it. <laughs> I don't know if I can do it because if I lay down and it's like 11.5, I'm just gonna be sad. Well, m- my family says I have a big head anyway, but I'm like, it fits my my body. I'm six three, over two sixty. Like, what do you expect? What right, size I'm, do you expect my head to be? Yeah, I'm five eight, and I have to wear snapbacks because. Like the fitted, what does it go up to? Like eight and three quarters? Uh, no, no. Oh, I don't even know if they make eight and three quarters. The, the biggest I ever see are. Well, are they eights. need to. <laughs> Wait, you can't wear an eight? I just, it's a squeeze because I sweat. I'm a head sweater. So it immediately starts to shrink. I feel oh pressure or whatever. Oh my God, you're bigger than an eight? Oh, you have an enormous head, dude. Jeez. This is here's my biggest fear. My big and I'm I'm playing it out in my head right now in my giant head. I'm I lay down on the bathroom floor. I put my head on the scale, and and like it, it's like 11 pounds or something like that. And and like my nightmare scenario is Aaron turns to me and's like, and that's without seven molars. Oh, like I yeah. I'm not. I'm not trying to get made fun of. I already know. I already know. This is like <laughs> I'm at. I'm at on a snapback. There's three. And it's a pretty snug fit that that uh, they're not hanging on by a thread or anything. But Ooh. I don't know, man. It's a it's a big brain. It's a big brain problem. You, hey, you, you you're a smart smart guy. Um, <laughs> something that we liked on social media was this: is Chrissy Teigen, who is by far the best follow on social media, and but people, and, and that's without. Like the the crazy QAnon people actually have made her life pretty hellacious, but it's also made her timeline even better because she's somebody who's super famous. She's married to John Legend and she lives her best life. Like there's nothing fake about what she's doing. Like if she except says it, for except for her last name. She let herself get famous with a mispronunciation of her last name. Her last name is Tigan. You know that, right? Yes. Yeah, she let herself, she let so many people pronounce her name wrong. It was too late. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and Te- yeah, Chrissy Teigen, it, like, it, it flows. It sounds better than Chrissy Teigen. Nah, it, that's hard on the tongue. So here's her tweet. Um, 
one time John and I were at a restaurant and the waiter recommended a nice Cabernet, like a wine. And we got the bill and it was $13,000. How do you casually recommend that wine? We didn't even finish it and it had been cleared already. When I read that, I sympathized with her because there are times where if people think that you're an uh, NFL player or that you have money, they will recommend things to you, not knowing that you don't pay $13,000 for bottles of wine. Like, that's just obscene to not tell somebody. Oh, you'd be like, yes, yes, I recommend the Chateau Franc with the with the with the Franc cab grapes and the and the and the tangent grape, whatever it is. Oh, this is from the best parts of France. This is and you ain't gonna sit up there and tell nobody how much it is. Like, that's rude. That is rude as hell. Have you ever had this happen to you? Uh, I mean, there's there's been a couple of times when there was no prices on the menu that I just ordered the chicken. Like I know better. Like right, like market if you, price. Yeah, yeah. If you're if you're at a prefix or a market price place and you're worried that you might overdraft because of it, <laughs> you order the chicken. You pull a what? What's that? Dangerous Minds. Yeah. Where they take them to the fancy restaurant and they said, I'll take a chicken, a whole one. Yeah. And then so the kid doesn't get embarrassed. They order a whole chicken for the rest of the table. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, that's my go-to is like I look for uh, – or some restaurants I'll have like trout. And I know trout's not expensive. I went. I used to go out in the backyard and catch trout. So they better not be charging me $50 for, for, for See, trout and white rice. See, me, there, there are some days like when we go out to eat, <clears throat> there are some days that like – it's just like a normal day. You just go order a regular meal. Like you order the uh, chicken, you order the uh, trout. And some days it's market price day. You know what I mean? Like to where like me and me and the wife will go out to eat and we're not worried about how, how, how much it costs. It's just it, wh whatever we're eating, that's just is what it is. We, we give each other, like we know the plan before we go out. Like we know that th for the two of us, that this is going to be like a $300 dinner. So is what it is. But that's not the most that I've ever spent on one dinner, though. The most I've ever spent on one dinner for two people, for me and her, we went to this uh, uh, this place here in L.A. I forget. It's got a Michelin star. It was a 19-course meal. And for the two of us, including the wine pairings, I think it was like 650 bucks. I, I, I had just gotten a new really good job, so uh, so we were celebrating. Okay, I yeah, we've 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 gone out. We do, we we went uh, to a place one time where um it was really up to the waiter what he was going to do and he was like he was like I just flew out to such and such and found this fish that only exists okay. in this Omakase. one region. Yeah, and he, it, yeah, and, like and bro, yeah, he's like I'm gonna, I'm going to cut off a piece of it for you. And it, that was an interesting situation because we we went pretty hard that night and some people that we knew walked in. And they joined us for the second half of the meal. Then they paid the bill. Oh wow, that's so, nice. That's I don't for even know the win, bro. Yeah, we, we we were ready to go do some serious damage, and and we, we didn't end up getting to find out See, what. That's a blessing. Look yeah, at, look at yeah, God. Yeah. Look at God. Yeah. Um, but, but I so the, the Chrissy the thing about the Chrissy Teigen thing that really interested me was she trended not because she accidentally bought a thirteen thousand dollar bottle of wine. But because people got very upset 
that she even has money in the first place and that she would casually tell a story about getting tricked in the middle of a pandemic. And I looked at that as incredibly soft. I thought, yes. I think anytime that you're worried about somebody else's money, because you, you can spend a whole lot of time worrying about your own money. And I have certainly got my government cheese credentials. I came from, I'm from a trailer park in Wyoming and my dad's from a reservation. Like, I don't want to hear it. I didn't get, yeah. I didn't get my first Nikes until ninth grade football. They immediately got jacked and I would not tell my dad, right? Because it was, this is the first nice thing I ever got and I blew it. So, uh, like I, I, I feel very comfortable talking about this subject. And I, I got a little bit of blowback from people calling me like a Ben Shapiro Republican and stuff like that. What? Because what I said that, that have to do with it. Because I used the phrase perpetual victim mindset when I said that anybody who's worried about somebody else's money to the point where it like makes you sad or makes you cry or makes you upset. Anybody who's worried about somebody else's money uh, and it, it affects you deeply like that is the number one indicator of a perpetual victim mindset. And people took that as me saying like poor people don't deserve to complain. First of all, absolutely it's not. It's not your like, complaint because it's not your money. Yeah, you were, and, and you are absolutely allowed to worry about your own money as loud as you possibly can. But you're not going to Twitter bully uh, an Instagram model into a cash prize. Nothing about your life is going to get better beating up on a celebrity who tried to tell a funny story that is relevant to their life and their status. If you don't like it, you have every option to just say, I don't like this, or to not say anything at all. Yep. But the the decision that so many people made was – I'm upset with this rich woman for being rich. And that's not a thing that I understand. And again, perpetual victim mindset for me does not mean poor people. It means people who blame their problems on other people. Do you know who has a perpetual victim mindset? Most coaches who happen to be millionaires. Have you ever seen the way they talk to refs? Yeah. <laughs> Everything's like, happening to them. Yeah. Plenty the of people with money are perpetual victims. Believe me. That's absolutely right, dude. And then I was thinking, I was like, what are the things that I've done that have just been absolutely outrageous? Because when I was younger, I used to live in that Kanye world. You know, I spent 400 bucks on this just to be like, nigga, you ain't up on this. Like, that was my life. And because I liked the status and the exclusivity of having something that other people didn't have, even if it wasn't like crazy valuable. I If I had, I wanted it. First, I wanted it uh, a special edition. Like I'm special edition guy. Like I, okay. Like I want like the, the the one of one, you know, or the one of fifty. I don't I don't want the one of three hundred thirty eight thousand. Yeah, know? yeah. And I I I get that. I mean, I, I'm more in it for the dopamine, right? Like I used to be a big basketball card collector, especially in the mid '90s. So I got like a bunch of I got like a box this big of the Iverson, Nash, Kobe, Garnett year rookies, right? I was more in it for the dopamine hit, like treating it like a scratcher's ticket. One out of every six packs of cards you're gonna hit, right? And so I was more in it for like this is special and it makes me feel good. But I'm not really into. A lot of that's kind of outside my my range. I mean, you and I have had a bunch of conversations about this. I've been willingly poor for a, a really long time. I don't have a very healthy concept of 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 money. <laughs> on the other side, I'm really lucky to have 
uh, a, a woman who takes care of most of the bills and stuff. Cause I'd be living in a box and wouldn't even know the difference. Right. So, um, but I do, I do appreciate that. I used to be one of those people who was really aggressive about like, why would you drive an Acura when Honda makes them, you know, like, why wouldn't you just drive a Honda or a Toyota? Yes. Like, why would you drive a Lexus when, when Toyota makes them, when you could just drive a Toyota. And then I got my first Mercedes. And it was like an auction type thing. It was a deal, but like it was the first time I ever drove a Mercedes. And I was like, oh, this is why. Yeah, exactly. You, yeah. Now you know why. Um, another thing that we liked from social media was this video here. Ralph hasn't seen it. So you guys can watch it here with him. This is a proposal that goes wrong. Got it. I'm up the outside. This is something that could happen to my family. Notice the little kid. Okay, so people who are listening on audio, there's a kid, they're near a water fountain. The kid jumps off the water fountain while the dad is proposing to a woman, and he just drops trout and starts peeing right next to the fountain. Oh my God. You guys. And then the dad turns around. Are you serious? And he sees the kid peeing. Is there anything wrong with this, Ralph? Well, actually, give me your reaction. Hell yeah. <laughs> like, that's the best proposal. <laughs> that's the best proposal of all time. I need to, I need to know more. Like, it, I need to know, because he kind of reacted like that was his kid. Yes. Oh, like, clearly. He, or maybe, like, I, I need to know, were they together? Uh, and they've been together a long time, and this or, is their kid? Yeah. And or they're is that finally sealing the deal? Was it her kid that she brought into the relationship or was it his kid that he brought into the relationship? Because the reaction made me feel like it was his kid. Like I'm, I'm upset, but I'm not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, all right. That's would, would your kids pee outside like that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> my, absolutely. My, my youngest son, listen, to this, he's nine years old. Right. And w since he's been nine years old or like around the time that he was eight, um, we were like one time I go in the backyard and this dude's taking a, he's taking a leak in the backyard. I'm like, Caden, what are you doing? Go to the bathroom. Like there's a bathroom right here next to the pool. Why would you not? Like he didn't even have to go back in the house to go to the bathroom. There's a bathroom outside. And he's like, cause I had to go really bad. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah what are you supposed to say yeah all right. don't don't yeah, like, ignore it like yeah you know my like, so my daughter the other day she's playing outside and some kids uh rode by on bikes and you know they haven't seen kids in a while like other kids neighborhood kids <laughs> and uh she she was like they stopped and they're like hey what's your name and and uh and my sons were out there and everything and then they all played a game of football together and she came home and she had peed her pants and i was like why and she's like because the alternative, and she didn't say alternative, she's five. She's like, because I would have had to stop playing. And I was like, oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not going to get mad at you for that. Yeah. Me? At least you had a reason. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't. It's an incorrect reason, but at least you had a reason. Yeah. Um, and then this, the last thing from social media, this was the ultimate flex of all flexes by a woman that I absolutely love. Here's the ultimate flex. Well, um, artist. This is Serena Williams. By him as well. Really kind of modern, cool vibes. Her house. Which I That's really a statue love. Okay, of, now of I'm going to show you the trophy room. Which, and then she casually walks through her 
um, her trophy room at her house. But here and are some of my trophies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some really cool pieces that really mean a lot to me. Wheaties box. I don't pieces, keep a lot of like my their art. trophies here. I do see an Australian Open trophy. Oh, wait, wait, wait. There's a US Open trophy. Okay. Here's one. Oh, that's 2002. Explain to me the okay. turtle. That was a while ago. What is this that looks turtle? like one. <laughs> I am so bad with trophies. Is this one? Let's see. This is, yep, this is uh, Rolling Garros, the French Open. Clearly, I don't have a lot of those, so I can't oh, clearly. tell you that one. I only have two or three. I don't even remember. Two, three, three, three. Oh, uh, yeah, I only have three French Open titles. Let's see. Sorry. Oh, this is the Australian oh. Open. Now all you all need me to show you is a Wimbledon, but I don't think I have Wimbledon here. Do I have one? Oh, I do. This is our Wimbledon trophy. Lots of cool details and names. My sister's name is, is in here like six or seven times, which oh, is crazy. Oh, here's another Wimbledon trophy. I'm so bad with this. So this Are is you? what it was like when you first won Wimbledon, you got a small trophy. Um, and then it been like four or five years since I won Wimbledon and I understand they moved it to the bigger one. So I this is like early like 2000s there. and this is like, I don't know, 2000. 10, 12, I don't know when I won. Here's another Australian oh my I won gosh. that one a few times. Yeah, I see a second place trophy, but I'm gonna put that one in the trash. Shouldn't be in here. We don't keep second place. George. <laughs> Is there any more, can anybody flex harder than her besides like Tiger Woods? But But he's had such a, like he can't really flex on people like that because then they can be like, oh yeah, you didn't win for a long time because you because you hit a tree and broke your face and and got disgraced. But you can't say anything like that to her. Everything about that video was mind bending. Every single thing in that video, from not knowing how many times she won multiple tournaments, not thinking that she kept certain trophies in the room. Wanting to toss out a second place trophy, the random turtle, her sister winning something six or seven times. She lifted the Wimbledon trophy, which I'm assuming like maybe weighs a pound, a pound and a half, like she was about to throw it through the ceiling. It looked like a paper plate in her hands. And she just like, I'm so bad with counting all of my trophies. I just like, what? It, Serena what did she is do with the non-major trophies because all those are majors, right? She, yeah, she didn't even have all the major trophies in there because she's won like twenty-four times. So if she doesn't have all the major trophies in there, what does? Where are those? And where does she? And and what does she do with like Indian Wells, which is a prestigious tournament, but it's nowhere. Or or the Miami Open. What is? What does she do with that? Just just donate those or toss them in the attic. I can tell you right now, if that was me holding the camera, I would have said the dumbest shit imaginable in that moment. She would have been like, I'm so bad with counting my 50 major trophies. And I'd be like, yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, when you, you to the, uh, the ticket taker at the movie theater, they're like, enjoy your movie. You're like, yeah, you too. Yeah. Uh, like I would, what do you say? How do you, how, like, how do you even sympathize with her being bad at knowing how great she is amongst all the greats and 
how how would you like? I, I would have stopped. I would I, I would have hoped that I would I would have had the fortitude in the moment to stop her in the moment and be like, no, you're not bad at this because this isn't a thing. This is not a thing that exists. It's there's seven billion people in the world. It's not like there's a group of fifty people who are really good at counting all these trophies. You're the only one. And if you're bad at it, then you're bad at it. But you but it's not like a measurable skill. Nobody can identify with this. This yeah. is absolutely obscene. That She's is, incredible. Yeah. She's the absolute best of all time. I got one for you. Okay. I sent you a tweet. It's from Penn State football. The entire world is reacting to it. And for some reason, you hadn't seen it yet. You're usually on top of this stuff. So I sent it to you. And I want, I want, you, I want your live reaction to it on this show. Okay. I'm going to it now. Oh, I saw this tweet earlier. I didn't realize. I forgot okay, it was okay. Penn. I forgot it was Penn, Penn State. I, okay, so and the tweet says from Penn State football: a Penn Stater has appeared in every Super Bowl, except for except for five since I didn't see the except for five since right. 1967 until right now. So, like, <laughs> so that's what they're getting made fun of for is in extremely small print. <laughs> I was, dude, that's like the micro machine man saying the disclaimer at the end of a commercial. You're like, and you're like, bro, you can't even hear that. It's, we have made every single Super Bowl except for five since 1967. Oh, what did you say? Oh, oh, nothing. It's been, you know, it's good when it's been quote tweeted like 3,600 times. I, I did it. I was like, man, I've won every single argument with my wife except for when both of us are awake <laughs> like, i've beat george reister at every single game of connect four except for 99 percent of them <laughs> <laughs> we need to start playing connect four again dude i'm good wow i'm good on the connect four you took away the one thing i was good at so <laughs> hey you can um... have it uh, the next thing uh, we're going to get to the serious topics, I guess, is um, <clears throat> so Mitt Romney came up with his own stimulus plan. And it is called the Romney's Family Security Act, and it would give families three hundred and fifty dollars for each child under six or forty two hundred dollars a year and two hundred and fifty dollars for children between the ages of six and 17 or three thousand dollars a year. And the way it would work is, is that instead of trying to get people to qualify for it at the end of the year, when you file your taxes, so everybody would get it the way it doesn't create an access problem. And then if you, and then if you make over $200,000 individually or $400,000 on um, a joint filing, then you have to pay that money back. On, on, on your taxes but if not it's a it's a dollar for dollar right off on your on your taxes like you, you don't get charged any money for it and my initial thought was it was is that there were republicans who hated it there were democrats who hated it and mitt romney who clearly turned again not turned to get turned turned to like rational thinking against president president trump was like look i'm not going against the democracy i'm just trying to do the right thing and he clearly feels like a politician who's putting the people above his party. And that's the way it's supposed to be. That's what I took from it. 
I don't, I don't mind it as far as an idea I, I, that this, that's what we're supposed to be doing is people are supposed to be, we're supposed to be proposing solutions and let the marketplace of ideas, right? Like weigh in on it and figure out if it's best for the country and best for the people, we should be able to debate it. We should find out like who, who it's going to be uh, good for and helpful for and find out, um, you know, who might be against it and why outside of the spectrum of, um, you know, uh, uh, any, any partisan position. That's what we should be able to do. I can tell you from personal experience, um, like I said, didn't have a lot of money growing up. My mom passed away really young. And so my parents, my, my dad and my stepmom actually got a $350, $360, maybe a month payment from when I was three and a half years old, all the way through my 18th birthday. And I can tell you that, like, I, I don't know what, it, there were certain times, I'm not sure what they would have done without that money. Yeah. It was, it, it was extremely helpful in the moment. And when I, I'm, I, when I got to be 17 years old, it was my car payment. Yeah. So I, I had the, I had the ability to drive around uh, and not have to pay a car payment because that was coming directly from, you know, I paid for my insurance or whatever. And then when I was 18, the money got cut off. So I had to sell that car and buy one that was like two, $3,000 that, uh, that, that I wouldn't owe anything on. So I wouldn't have a payment, but it, in, in the interim, you know, probably kept me clothed, maybe not in great clothing, but it kept me clothed, kept me fed. And, and that type of thing was super helpful for my family. I know I have four kids. I know Mitt Romney is, uh, is LDS and, and, uh, they might be, be about to come up off this because, you know, um, but I think that it could be a really good thing. Yeah. See, for, for me, I thought about it like this is that, Instead of bailing out corporations, right, uh, that we should bail out, like if you're going to bail anybody out, you should bail the people out and not just bail them out, but help them in ways that are meaningful, which is this is supposed to help child hunger by a third, like stop it from a third, because um, food insecurity is actually one of those things like where you're worried about how many meals you're going to get. It's hard to concentrate in school. You're there. There's so many other factors that lead you down a bad path or don't allow you to excel because just of having a lack of food and a lack of like basic resources. So I am for the idea of, all right, if we, if a parent can't take care of their kid, and they put a kid up for adoption. What does the government then do? They pay foster families to take care of the kid. So why wouldn't you help families out? I mean, granted, there are people who don't, I, I understand that not everybody is responsible. They're not going to take care of the kids. They're going to do other things with it. I get it. But the majority of people are going to clothe their kids. They're going to feed their kids. They're going to do the right thing by it. So I, I have to look at what the majority of people are going to do as opposed to the people that abuse and take advantage of it. So I, I'm a, in agreement with your marketplace of ideas. And here, here's what I do like that when politicians put people over their party, and if you're a politician and you're the people in your party are never upset with you, then something is going wrong. Either the people who, who are in your party are full of shit and not telling the truth, 
or you're just kowtowing to whatever, as opposed to like, if the people that voted for you are never upset with you, you're not doing something right because you should not be a monolith. Like you shouldn't just like everything should not be the way somebody wants it. Like, because truly pretty much everybody has ideas that live on both sides of the aisle. They just have more that live on one side or the other. So the idea that you're exclusively all of one thing to me just makes no sense. That's why I refuse to be called a Republican, a Democrat, a, a Libertarian, a Independent, anything. Don't call me anything because I will vote for any one of them if I think that they are the best candidate. Just absolute craziness. And okay, Mike Lindell, we talked about him on the last show. So we don't want to, we're, we're, he bought airtime on OWN, O-A-N-N, One America News Network. And first of all, I don't even know what providers that you have to have to have own. I I, I don't know because I know I don't have it on my television. So, so he bought airtime. The my my pillow guy, Trump conspiracy theorist, saying that. So he bought airtime on own, saying that he was going to prove that election fraud was real and that um, he was going to provide indisputable proof in his documentary. So he bought airtime and here is what we're like. It's not even about what he said. This is what OAN played before his quote unquote documentary. Listen to this. Michael James Lindell has purchased the airtime for the broadcast of this program on One American News Network. Mr. Lindell is the sole author and executive producer of this program and is solely and exclusively responsible for its content. The topic of this broadcast is the 2020 election. OAN has undertaken its own reporting on this topic. This program is not the product of OAN's reporting. The views, opinions, and claims expressed in this program by Mr. Lindell and other guests, presenters, producers, or advertisers are theirs and theirs alone and are not adopted or endorsed by OAN or its owners. In particular, OAN does not adopt or endorse any statements or opinions in this program regarding the following entities or people. U.S. Dominion, Inc. and any related entities. Smartmatic USA Corp, Brian Kemp, Brad Raffensperger, or Gabriel Sterling. Further, the statements and claims expressed in this program are presented at this time as opinions only and are not intended to be taken or interpreted by the viewer as established facts. The results in the... Okay, so it keeps going on and on for another 25 seconds. You didn't see that. No. No. So why and would you if, let somebody buy your airtime if you have to put forth, like if you need, if you have to pay your lawyers, you know, $10,000 worth of billable hours to make a bulletproof disclaimer, why would you sell him airtime? That is the wildest disclaimer since Peter at the crucifixion. <laughs> like that is... <laughs> I don't know the man. Like I, I can't, I can't with these people. That was that was going on like three and a half minutes. If you need three and a half minutes to explain to somebody that, like, hey, what's about to happen on my property <laughs> that I accepted money for 
from these people has nothing to do with me. They paid me. I'm going to go over there. I'm going to turn my back. Anything that they say about this person, this person, this person, this like, person. name the any, people. Oh, my God. Anything that they do on, again, on my property that they paid me in order to, like, show you, ah, I got nothing. I got another. I can't. I cannot be held responsible for what is about to happen that I took money to allow to happen. That's a very like, oof. That's rough. They he, here's my immediate my immediate reaction is they want you to see it. They want you to be confused by it because that fuels their business. They're not going to pay any attention to this disclaimer. You know they're not going to pay any attention to this disclaimer. The only reason this disclaimer exists is for the purposes of the giant lawsuit that's hanging over your head. But you need people to be confused in order for your business to continue to thrive. So you're still going to air it, and you're still going to take the money, but you want everybody to know, wink, wink, that you don't endorse this. Wink, wink. You clearly endorse it. You clearly endorse it. Otherwise, you wouldn't do it. Like, why would you let somebody buy Well, and then somebody would say, well, infomercials are bought all the time. Yes, they are, but they are vetted, and they're like, okay, those those are cool but th this is like those networks that allow those uh predatory preachers to get on it like two to four two to five a.m talking about selling you some blessed uh blessed holy juice from a from a, a magical apple in israel i come on yeah bro. no i feel like this is more like those hotels that rent by the hour and when the cops say what's going on in there they're like i don't it's I don't know. Nothing to do I, with I, me. I, I don't know. The room. Whatever people take hour long naps with their friends that hang out in front of this hotel wearing leopard print, even yeah, though they I, just met for the first time and they exchange yeah. cash beforehand, they're taking a nap. Yeah, well, they're probably watching OAN. They're yeah, probably in the hotel room watching OAN. Yeah. Yeah. I know that I know that she came in yesterday with another one of her friends, or he came in with another one of his friends, but Maybe they're just friendly people. She loves naps. Messy sleeper loves naps. <laughs> Dude, it, it's just incredible that people will continue <laughs> to like people in their Twitter bios try to put uh, retweets that does not equal endorsements. Uh, and if they work for a company, a well-known company, they say yeah. uh, the, the tweets are my own and not representative of, any anybody else or the company or anything like uh, like that this is this took that up if that's a two this took this up to a 22 absolutely insane um something else that's insane though is what's going on out in the world we have this is going to there are celebrity fights that are coming back celebrity fights I'm not talking about Jake Paul versus Nate Robinson, because at least that's a professional athlete versus, you know, a dude who's legitimately been training. Because I've seen Jake Paul running on Calabasas uh, track like every day when my son was out there playing football last year before he fought the first time. I mean, every single night the dude was out there. So I knew that he had been taking it seriously. So like, that's not that. That's not this. Here is the newest fight that has been. Well, this fight was announced a couple days days ago. 
These two dudes are fighting. Ralph, can you name though? That's Lamar Odom on the left. Can you name the person on the right? Um, that is uh the little brother of the Insync dude, right? Or is it Backstreet Boys? I don't know, bro. I, I just know his name's Aaron Carter. Did, didn't he used to be Aaron like Car- Nick Carter's little brother? Nick Carter's little brother. Yeah, Backstreet Boys' little brother. Yeah. Didn't he used to be on Disney or something? I mean, they all took turns on that. He he um he had like a solo career. He looks like he's been road hard and hung up wet, dude. He yeah, looks, man, he, that's how that child star life. Like when you have to fit into a certain box, the only way to get out of that box is to do something wild, right? We saw it with Miley Cyrus. We've seen it with with uh, um pretty much everybody who's been part of the the, the Disney machine has to do something to really. Uh, do you watch Euphoria? Yes. Yeah, that's about as far outside that Disney box as you could possibly get. Yeah. Like you you need to do something to like to to Say, free yourself adult. from that imagery. Yes. I'm yeah, an and adult. unfortunately you got to take it to like super extremes. Um and yeah, it is of no surprise that he's covered in face tats fighting a 6 foot 10 uh f- former NBA star. But like I, I are this you, is my are, question are for you, you, George. Do you want to watch this fight? No. However, the frequency with which celebrity boxing matches are starting to happen because tonight we have a barstool sports intern fighting Jose Canseco. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to, here we go. Yeah. uh, I guess let's start with how are you feeling? Do you think that you are going to beat Billy football, our intern? Do you think he has a chance? Yes. Yeah. He's going to beat you. Really? Yeah. Would you like to put a side bet on that? Very big chance. Half a million dollars. Half I'll say it right now. But I knock him out dollars? quick. Half Let me see your bank well, account. That was actually my second question yeah. is how bad do you need this money? So the, they just asked the question that you wanted to know, Ralph. Right. Well, So uh, Jose Canseco has actually been part of like the celebrity fight culture in the past. Um, celebrity fights have never really caught on. Because it is always somebody who's at sort of the point of desperation. Um, however, after the Nate Robinson, Jake Paul fight, and after Conor McGregor switching sports to fight Floyd Mayweather, I think that society might be ready for some type of organized celebrity fight league. This no, dude. These are no different than bum fights. These are people taking it. Aside from the Nate Paul, Jake. Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> Nate Paul, Nate Robinson, Jake Paul. Like you have two professional athletes fighting, and well, the, because Jake Paul has become one. Nate Robinson was one, and is still in really good shape. Like, like these dudes haven't been training for real. Like th- this is a cash grab for them. Because they need it. I, 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 and I don't, even though I'm going to watch it because I watch car, car crashes, I just, it, it doesn't make me feel good inside, if that makes sense. Yeah, I get, I think, I, I've always wondered if society would be ready to have like celebrity fights be something that wasn't looked at as sad, right? Um, and I do with some of the money and some of the social media attention, I think the social media age might actually bring about uh, the ability for some of these things to be seen in a more positive light. Um, And so on that note, I will present to you 
some scenarios. You can do them back. I'm going to present to you a couple of scenarios. Celebrity fights that I would actually like to see. Okay. Um, some of them will touch our industry. Some of them will just be uh, other other random celebrities. Um, but the first one I want to throw out to you, Stephen A against Skip Bayless. Mm. I had that on my list too, dude. Did you? Yes. Oh. Uh, I would take, honestly, I would take, I would not take Steve, Stephen A. I would take Skip. Stephen A is not taking that fight, period. He's not going to get embarrassed. He's not, he wouldn't put himself in that position, I don't think. No, Skip, Skip would though. And Skip, For sure. Skip works out every day. He is like Dan Campbell, bite your knees. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tell you one thing that drives me nuts about Skip Bayless and everybody's got their own thing, but his brother is one of the greatest, one of my favorite chefs in the entire world. Like one of my yeah. favorite chefs, his name is Rick Bayless. He's incredible with seafood, has a restaurant in Vegas that I've hit up a few times. And um, Skip Bayless eats chicken and rice like 20 times a week. Skip Bayless has a brother who is one of the world's best chefs, and he eats chicken and rice every meal, every day. So why are you counting that man's money? Why does that bother you, Ralph? Because his brother, like, if my brother, if my brother, it's not an issue. It's, it, that's, that's not my issue. That has nothing to do with money or privilege or anything mm -hmm. like that. I'm just saying it weirds me out that he has access, familial access, to some of the greatest cuisine in the world. And he eats the, the, the same thing that I eat when I run out of everything else in the fridge. It drives me nuts. It just okay, drives so me who, nuts. Who else? All right. So my, I'll go with my, my fight. I would take prime Charles Barkley versus Draymond Green. Charles. Charles. Even post prime Charles tried to fight Shaq. Draymond would never in a million years throw a basketball at Shaq's head. Never in a million years with uh, the expectation. Uh, I, I if, if, if Draymond Green played in that time in the NBA when you could actually, when there were multiple melees on the court, like, and you wouldn't get suspended forever. Like if he, if he played pre malice in the palace, he would have actually got in fights. And lost. Like I, I'm sorry, but like I I I believe that he is Dray, Draymond Green or Rick Mahorn <laughs> or or, or um or uh, Rick Mahorn is is a, that's a tough one, man. Like that's that's like saying, yeah, I, I I wouldn't bet against Rick Mahorn for sure. <laughs> okay, all right. Who else you got up on the celebrity fight list? All right, let me let me get you one. Um, Let's go Joe Rogan. Okay. Right, because he can actually... Yeah, yeah, he, he can, can actually fight. Yeah, Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker whoop his ass, dude. Joe Joe Rogan does too many drugs, and, and Herschel Walker still, still lives clean. Herschel Walker was in the ring fighting for real. He's like 88 years old. What? Joe Rogan has been in professional fights. That's yeah. how he got his start. Yeah, he he's still training MMA a few hours lives, a day. He lives too hard, dude. He he lives too hard. I even I if it, even if it wasn't just boxing, if it was if it was an MMA match, you would take Herschel over yes, Joe Rogan. Yes, I would take Herschel, and I Herschel stronger. Herschel, yeah, he he lives cleaner. I would actually like to see um, Joe Rogan versus um, 
what's his name? The uh, the uh, NFL versus Jay Glazer. Oh yeah, that would be fantastic because they're both they're both about five eight, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. This yeah, that's that, good. Um, and my the the other one that I had because I couldn't come up with any other great ones, but I think that this is the best actual fight. I want to see forty five versus forty six. I want to see Joe, Joe Biden fight Donald Trump. Cause, because because remember they've gone at it so much and that like even to shut up going back and forth they're both old as hell. Biden's in better shape cuz he actually gets on his Peloton, but he's older. I who who wins that fight? I think we all lose. <laughs> I think we all lose. Two, I don't, I, two two dead old dudes. Oh my god, they're in there. They're, they're, I don't want. I don't know if I want to see something. The only time that anybody over the age of seventy ever threw a punch that I was like, "Oh hell yeah," was when Buzz Aldrin socked that dude for saying that the moon landing was fake. Oh yeah, bruh. That's the only time. I like once you hit seventy. Let's not let's like you, you can live out your days in Those peace. Videos, even if you run your mouth, even if you're insufferable. I don't want to see you get in a fight. But that Buzz Aldrin thing, oof, mwah. yeah, um, yeah. I would like to see that fight, dude, because I've seen old guys fight on YouTube videos or on social media. It's it's funny. It's funny. I got I got one. I got a last one okay. for you. Um, for people who just kind of wild out on social media, Swaggy P and Gilbert Arenas. Oh my dude, I see these dudes all the all, all the time, right? Because I, I grew up uh playing ball with 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 Gilbert. My son has played on Gilbert's team and like my other kid, him and uh Alani are like bet best friends, right? And I be asking it like, why do you mess with Nick's kids like that? Because if you mess with my kids, like I would beat your ass. Like it, it's <laughs> I don't know why sweat at me. They're they're friends, but like if you got friends that that do that, why do you need enemies? <laughs> He's in there. He, Gilbert Gilbert for sure is like the wild uncle. Uh, yeah, you can't you 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 never know what what he's gonna bring to the situation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the last thing up, it is Super Bowl time, and the Patriots are the Patriots. Tom Brady. Have it, have it, have it. <laughs> Tom Brady and the Tomba Bay Buccaneers are playing the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Who do you have, Ralph? And But to me, this is super interesting because this is about the GOAT conversation. Because if Tom Brady wins, the greatest of all time conversation, it's shut down. There's no talk. It's, it's over. He's going to be the greatest forever. He would have seven Super Bowl wins, three losses, all that. But if you have Patrick Mahomes, if he beats Tom Brady this year, now he can get in that GOAT conversation. Yeah, because of the head-to-head. Okay. Um, Who do I have? Tampa. Tampa. I got to ride or die with Bruce Arians. I really do. I I love B.A., dude. And then – yeah. Byron Leftwich, the amount of minorities on his staff. I want him to win, but I want Patrick Mahomes to get that dub, yeah. fam. And almost the entire staff and quite a few of the players are uh, are Arizona Cardinal alum. And that's, you know, that's that's my team. So oh, I, I feel like it, 
why? Why? Why do you do this? Why do you do this? <laughs> why do I do what? Is it not like possible for me to like wish somebody well? You, are you, you scoffing at the fact that like I even like the Arizona Cardinals in the first place? No, it's fine for you to like the Arizona Cardinals. I, you know, I, I'm going to do something. I'm going to show you something real quick because I know that you're going to just mock me for it. This is the only picture I have hanging in my office. Do you know what that is? What year is that? That's a 1998 Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> Who was on that team besides like Larry Centers? Okay. All right. Multiple Hall of Famers. Lomas Brown. Okay. All right. Uh, we got Aeneas Williams. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Aeneas is more known for being a Falcon, though, so 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 it's fine. All right, we got my guy Kwame Lasseter. Rest in peace. Yeah, that great was, oh football my God, player, dude. His wife was so devastated. It was so bad. Yeah, but okay. Pat Tillman. This is a Pat Tillman team. Oh, you can't pull the Pat Tillman card, bro. He was great at football. He was a lot of fun to watch. Leave me alone. Simeon Rice, Eric Swan. This is the team, this team right here, ended the, the Dallas Cowboys dynasty. I love the Arizona Cardinals. I've loved them for a very long time, so leave me alone about it. If I want to root for the people who used to coach here to have some success later on in their careers, because they definitely aren't going to have it here, nothing good ever happens for the Cardinals, <laughs> I'm going to do that, and I'm not going to feel shame about it. Come on, well, now. I, now i got to hang this picture back up. No, that's it. Ralph, Ralph, that, that's nice of you. That's, that's cute. I'm sure they all appreciate it very much. <laughs> no, dude, I, I I wasn't shaming you. It's it's just kind of cool to see people who have their team and they really love their team. I just don't have an NFL team in that way. And I get judged for this all the time. I get judged. You're a, you end. played. You played. You you if you officially enter the arena, you're the man in the arena. You officially enter the arena of not having to be beholden to that because you you did it. It's like it, it, I, I waited tables at Applebee's. I don't eat there. I do not eat at Applebee's either. <laughs> right? I like, do not eat at Applebee's. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, when, I'm not going to begrudge somebody who wants to go yeah. there for happy hour and get those boneless wings or whatever, or the or the or the the quesadilla burger. But I work there. I know how the sausage is made. I'm. I'm it's not for me. And yeah. I so I respect that when it comes to being a former NFL player of not necessarily having a team. Plus, you're like Mr. Bandwagon. So this has got to be a tough situation for you. Right, right. If something is great or something is good, you're, you're on. You it, did not right? just say that. How is that? Give me, give me one example of that. Okay, n- name anyone that is the best at what they do. Name anyone, and they will be in your top three <laughs> favorite people who do that particular thing. It could be an ice sculptor. It doesn't matter. You you like things. <laughs> And I think that's a completely respectable thing. I don't know any ice sculptor. All right, right, give me give give me an industry that's not necessarily big. Because if you say tennis, I will uh, tell you this: Serena Williams. That that's so. I mean, but everybody's. But you're struggling. You're struggling to make a Super Bowl pick because it's because we are literally talking about the greatest of all time conversation right now. We're talking about Patrick Mahomes, who actually has the potential to be the most talented person to ever sling a football versus the most accomplished quarterback of all time. And it's tearing you up inside. No, I, 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 I'm not in any way rooting for Tom Brady. It's, it would be for Bruce Arians and the staff to get a super Tom, Tom Brady is ancillary. Like he's, He's a like that that in no way factors into 
who I want to win. None. I have no problem seeing Tom Brady lose, especially to Patrick Mahomes. Because Patrick Mahomes has the potential to be the best football player of all time. Therefore, you're on the Patrick Mahomes train. <laughs> Okay, let's let's think of something else. Because Patrick Mahomes is over six feet tall, we'll add that one in there too. I, I don't believe I don't believe this, Rob. I don't think you have enough <laughs> proof that I. Okay, so no, 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 no. That poster behind you is about the guy on the ground, not the one standing over him. <laughs> Ali. Okay, okay. So bo- boxing, I like Floyd May- May- Mayweather. Never lost. Andre Ward. Okay. Okay. He 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 did. He's good though. He's good. He never lost too, but um, <laughs> um, uh, I liked who else to buy. I mean, I've liked people, but I didn't like this is Della. I didn't like okay Della Hoya. <laughs> okay, this much. is the only the only way to get clarity on this. Okay, only way to get clarity. You like things that are are the best like you like things to be the best there's nothing wrong yeah. with that what brand okay, of so salt what brand of salt do you use Himal- pink himalayan sea salt that sounds like the best to me i wouldn't know i got morton's in the cabinet oh god no i would never use morton's un- unless that was the only thing available it's too the salty. 1998 arizona cardinals of salt morton's <laughs> please sponsor our show so so yeah so okay so i grew up i loved the uh, the Bulls, right? Oh, who's on the Bulls? Michael Jordan. And uh, then, is he but, good? but, <laughs> but when Jerry Reinsdorf and uh, and the other Jerry, when they broke up the Bulls, I swore off the Bulls. I didn't okay. have a team for a while, and then I saw the Beyond the Glory on Kobe, and what was that? 2000, 2000 or two thousand two? Kobe Jones, the soccer player, or Kobe which Kobe Bryant? Oh, he's pretty good, right? Yeah. A lot and, of people say he's like the closest thing ever to Michael Jordan. <laughs> I just loved his energy, his passion, all those things. You know, he's, he's not oh, who's like, your favorite player now? <laughs> LeBron James. <laughs> I'm crying. Oh, I like the Iversons. He was cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Best shoes. For sure. But you probably didn't like them because they were Reeboks. Oh, uh, that's kind of true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I do my I, I do only own Nikes, but and my and my and my kids uh, don't have anything but Nikes either. But that's fine. Then, then that's the number. Is that the number one selling sports brand? Yeah. Oh, okay. They they well I know I'm sorry they do wear some Lululemon too but that's fine. Uh, All right, you guys, thank you for listening to Reister or Wrong. I'm George Reister. He's Ralph Amsden. Guys, make sure you download the podcast, tell a friend about it, and make sure that you absolutely share. Peace out. Catch you guys on Monday. Go Buccaneers. <laughs>